the volume. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Draft coverage. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports, like all-time NCAA scoring leader Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, and many of the upcoming NFL and NBA first-round picks. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. The J-Boy Show is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet all the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Uh, there's one. Uh, there's many reasons why I like using it. I mean, betting on the NFL, they're America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. But I love the fast payouts. I'm huge on that, and you get it as quick as two hours. That's tough to find and even harder to beat. Uh, and, you know, the convenience of it, you know, that there's a lot going on. There's a lot of games, whether it's live betting, whether it's betting before the games, you know, the spread, or you're taking the overs, the unders, they make it unbelievably easy to use. And the boosts, the odds, the specials that they run uh, are unbelievable. You get risk-free bets and same-game parlays. You get enhanced odd markets and a ton more. It's just a win-win for everybody. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with the promo code JBOY. That's J-B-O-Y. Let them know that I sent you. 21 and older and present in Arizona. 
Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-QUADRUPLE-7 or visit slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.COM slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Live from the College Football Hall of Fame, welcome to the J-Boy Show on the volume. Presented by FanDuel and hosted by Jake Crane. This is Roman Harper. This is Derek Stigley Jr. This is David Pollock, and you're watching the J-Boy Show. And you're watching the J-Boy Show. So thanks for watching the J-Boy Show. It's Tuesday, live from the College Football Hall of Fame. Appreciate you guys joining us. Shout out to the Booster Club, the greatest grassroots movement since Simple Mathematics, when they started doing one plus one and two plus two and just started figuring it out. I think that's about a good parallel. We try and come up with a new one every day. Uh, So shout out to the Booster Club. Got a hell of a show for you today. I'm going to start. I want to talk about is this Nick Saban's greatest coaching job ever? And I think there's some validity to it. He's had some really good ones. We're going to go through that. Bryce Young. Hopping on to talk to Heisman. That's right. 2021 Heisman winner, Alabama quarterback, is going to jump on, talk about the Heisman, talk a little bit about the playoff, what it means, what it means for them as a team. And then the Big 12 slowdown. You've seen some reports that Texas and Oklahoma both haven't even gotten close to paying the buyout, $80 million, whatever it is, to leave the Big 12. And if not, they may not be in here by next year or not until 2024 or 2025, which would be horrible. And just be a waste of everybody's time. And I'm going to get to that. Then Grant Morgan, one of our favorite interviews, one of the best linebackers in the SEC, is going to join us uh, to talk about playing in the bowl game, what it means. You know, his class has really helped flip the script for Arkansas. Uh, You know, is he going to take his chances in the NFL? He's a great interview. He's going to get you fired up. The dude needs to be a coach. Then we're going to play fill in the gap, one of our favorite games here. But first, I do got to say, Old Dominion, how do you fumble the ball through the end zone? You could have won it for everybody. Mm. Just everybody could have hit. Blaine would have pushed with the 54. Disgusting. I'd Disgusting. Hit the TTP. I'd have t- and I'd have hit the plus eight and a half. You fumble the ball, to, and that's how close it is. It comes down to a handful of plays. Yeah, right. But I feel better with myself because I did take the over, right? I'd rather lose with an over. I just rather would. Well, yeah, I you mean, know? you know, I guess it makes the game more fun to watch. But really, you know, we've, we've been on a pretty big hot streak yeah. throughout the Bulls. Yesterday was the first L. And then I got these children on Twitter. That's my favorite part of Twitter is just watching these children that, that – you know, probably haven't gotten out of their mom's basement or eating grilled cheese right now. Uh, somebody said, you know, because, look, we post all of our picks. We talk about our picks live on the show. We were basically doing a simulcast of the game yesterday mm-hmm. with Old Dominion. I like talking about it live. And whenever we win, we'll retweet, you know, something of Blaine Patine or something funny like that, whatever, whatever. Well, who uh, but who I'm not, said what? Oh, just these random Twitter were people. We getting, I, were we getting hate? Oh, well, they're saying, why don't you retweet when you lose? When I'm like, dude, we talk about it on the show. It's sitting there. Nothing gets deleted. You know when we lose. That's like the coach after they lose a game, going and hugging the student section. Do you want me to look into it? Yeah, look into you know it. You just, look into it. You just but stay, that's what I'm saying. You stay busy. Like you yeah. said, the right, you make sure you have an alibi. You stay busy. I'll take care yeah, of it. Yeah, you got no, it. You know nothing you got about it. it. But now it's just these children. Like, listen, get up. Get out there. Do some work. You know what I'm saying? Better yourself. <laughs> and so that's what I'm saying. The guys on Twitter that are tough, just it's the Twitter tough guys to me are just hilarious because you're really telling on yourself. Like yeah, you're well, really telling ourselves this isn't Pokemon Snap, dog. Yeah, people calling people soft on Twitter makes you soft. Yeah, because like you're calling it's, people it's soft hilarious. On Twitter. Right. It's hilarious. It's like you're telling on yourself. But listen, just enjoy that grilled cheese, yep. your Yu-Gi-Oh cards, <laughs> and all that other stuff. Maybe one day, you know, it, it'll work out. But speaking about working out, talking about this Nick Saban and Alabama team, we always talk about how great of a coach Nick Saban is, the evolution of him, the malleability of him, being able to say, listen, we need to start scoring now. 
You know, we have to start scoring and playing a little bit differently than what we've played. And he's had teams win national championships in different ways. And you have to look at each circumstance differently. And they lose players, great players every year. But the amount that they lost at the skill position last year, quarterback, Najee Harris at running back, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. I mean, these are legitimate. I mean, they almost uh, ran through the Heisman finalists in New York. They were so talented, and Waddle got hurt. Or who knows what could have happened with that. And they lost some, some big-time offensive linemen that yep. are in the league right mm-hmm. now. And then you look defensively, they returned some guys, but you lose Patrick Sertan. I mean, you lose some big-time guys, and I don't think this is one of his most talented teams mixed with experience that he's ever had. Now, people will say, oh, well, the landscape of college football, there's not that many elite teams this year. But you can only play in the league and the conference that you play in. You can only be in the landscape that you are in. And a lot of people expected Alabama to be somewhat down compared to the dominance that we've seen over the, you know, since Nick Saban really started getting it cooking, you know, in 2008. So when I look at this team with all they had to replace, with all the stuff going on, with the young guys having to go on the road, you lose a game to A&M. Basically, you're playing for your life every week on out. And you always get your best shot from everybody for Nick Saban in Alabama. That's just how the cookie crumbles. But when you look at what they've done this year, and then putting a cherry on top with the way they played against Georgia. If they win the national championship, to me, this is a top two or three, maybe number one Nick Saban coaching job. With Because guess what? They're only going to get better. That's the scary part for college football. It's not what they do this year. It's what, what they have coming back next year. And then after that, then they get Jameer Gibbs from the portal, just announced big-time Georgia Tech running back. So they continue to snipe in the portal. Big-time guys, you get Eli Ricks at corner. These are top-level NFL guys that you are going to supplement your roster of already young, top-level NFL guys while stacking another huge recruiting class on top of it. So Alabama is only going to get better. This was, this was the regrowth year. This was the year where the Chia Pet doesn't have a lot of grass on it yet. You know, this isn't three months in Chia Pet. So when I look at every year that Nick Saban, there's been years where Nick Saban had such a dominant team, they just ran through everybody. Last year offensively, you couldn't stop him with 13 guys. They really did their best coaching job. And depth-wise, out of of wide receiver position, you know, Jameson Williams was a huge pickup. You got Mechie, but it's not like there's, you know, the same thing you had last year, and you have a brand-new quarterback that you're breaking in that had to go on the road to A&M, had to go on the road to Auburn. And you are in the same position that you were last year. You are number one in the college football playoff. So I asked the Booster Club, everybody else out there, name a better Nick Saban coaching job. While he's been at Alabama, maybe name what, one? Maybe two? Maybe? This is right up there. I mean, am I crazy? No, not at all. I mean, look, it's hard enough to win a national title when the stage is set perfectly for you. I'm thinking 2019 LSU with Joe Burrow, 2010 Auburn with Cam Newton. It's hard enough to win national titles in those years. Mm -hmm. Not only does Nick Saban find a way to be competitive in years when he doesn't have his best team, he finds a way to win national titles. And I don't think, I mean, you really, I know it seems like it's easy. You can't talk about this enough because I didn't get to see Bear Bryant's greatest teams. You Mm -hmm. know, we talk about like him like he like he was the legend that he is that's how people are going to talk about Nick Saban I'm glad we're able to witness it in real time because it may not be replicated again I don't think it will ever be be. replicated again look at the way that college football is going Mm -hmm. and you know what I'm I'm not 
upset about. I always told you, parody is what's good for the goose is good for the gander, oh, right? No. Parody <laughs> is great for college football, and that's where it's going. And people say, oh well, Alabama and Georgia are still in it. Yes, but you got Cincinnati in it. You got Michigan now beating Ohio State. You got Lincoln Riley going to USC. Mario Cristobal going to Miami. You're looking around the landscape of college yep. football. Like, listen, we could have a nice little gumbo cooking over here. Yep. And that's what the college football purists. Texas is as coming. Myself, Texas, Texas A&M is coming. Texas A&M. Oklahoma's got a defensive guy. Venables, I'm interested to see. So, to me, you are not going to be able to see – Number one, Nick Saban's the, be- the best ever, in my opinion. Hands down. He's the best ever. Fact. I think it's harder to win nowadays than it was back then. Because sure. Bear Bryant didn't have scholarship limits. Yeah. You could stack scholarships. You, could, yeah. you yeah. could have guys, oh, he's on a swimming or Quidditch scholarship. That's our starting tight end, though. He's six foot exactly. six. Exactly. 230 pounds. Like, this isn't back in the day where Bear Bryant called the NCAA and said, hey, I want us to be in this bowl game. Like, that's not how it works anymore. Not saying that he didn't earn it or whatever, but you can't go around the loopholes that he did. Nick Saban can't do that. People say, oh, well, Nick Saban gets the benefit of the doubt. Well, the man's earned the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Yeah, and it's not even close. I think this year he's done more with less. That's what I'm saying. He's He's done done more more with with less. less. Because realistically, if if you go through Nick Saban, go through the rosters. Mm -hmm. Look at all his rosters. It's it's freakish. Look at the NFL. Every year. You can't watch Red Zone. I defy anybody to watch Red Zone. Are all the NFL games in a day, and it's Bama, Bama, yeah. Bama, Bama, Bama. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. But this team, to me, this, and we talk about roster structure and roster management. It's so important. It's one of the most important things that you can do. And this was a year where they lost a lot at some very important positions. They replaced them with good young talent, but there's a lot of veteran and super seniors and teams that have guys that have played for 13 years coming back Mm -hmm. to play another year against a group of young guys, and the group of young guys stuck with it. When it didn't go good, they proved they weren't front runners after they lost to A&M. It wasn't beautiful against LSU, but you won. It wasn't beautiful against Auburn, but you won. They've won the games they've had to win to put themselves in the same position that they've been in with really their most dominant teams. What's the boost club save line um we got a question here from j boys uh backwards hat j boy he said what's the likelihood of texas and ou joining the sec in 2023 see look right when this got announced i thought there was no way in the world that they couldn't fork up the 80 million dollars to be able to say this i know texas can afford it so to me if if because I know if Texas does and Oklahoma does it, I don't think both teams, I think they're almost in the same group. Sure. Yeah. Almost in the same basket. So I don't think it'd be like, all right, Texas, you're coming in 2023, and all right, uh, Oklahoma 2024, it'd throw the, the numbers out well, of whack. Yeah, the, for the SEC. It, it does, for, for the, the SEC. Yeah, exactly. So, so when, I, when I'm looking at this, the best thing for college football would, would be to get them in. You remember when Missouri and A&M were coming over, mm-hmm. right? They were going to have to wait for three years, and then all of a sudden it was like one year, okay. and, and they came over. So I thought you were going to see the same thing. But as of now, there's been no movement. And if we wait till 2025 for them to come to SEC, you're going to have a lame duck team, two lame duck teams in there for three years? Yeah. For three years? Now, I wonder if you're Texas and Oklahoma and you say, well— we could sit here and say we're going to the SEC and recruit like an SEC team and try and get our roster prepared to go play in the SEC because we can hang that over recruits. But I don't know if that's a yeah, the a, transfer portal's too real for the that. The transfer portal <laughs> with, with with football nowadays, I just don't, I don't see it. I think the quicker, the better. You need to come in and see it. Yeah. You need to see. We talk about experience is the best attribute, right? Experience can't be coached, right? You need to come in and see it and understand it. Because it goes back to what we've been saying. This isn't a one-game, you know, bowl game where six guys are opting out of this, that, and the other. It is the whole season of, you look at the schedule, ah, 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 it's tough all the way through. But once you see it and you get used to it, you can what? Adjust. You understand. You've been to the stadiums. You're not shocked when you go into Jordan-Hare 
and it's nuts. Our Bryant Denny, our Between the Hedges, our Neeland, our The Swamp. You're not shocked. Mm-hmm. You're used to it. What else? Well, it's oh, the ahead. back-to-back nature of those that games, is. which is what you always say. Sure, they can go play in Jordan-Hare or in Neyland in one-off games. You know, they're already playing. Some of these schools already mix and match home and homes and all that kind Auburn of stuff. Auburn and Penn State. It's the back-to-back-to-back. That's to it. Back. Then you got Arkansas hitting your face. Yeah. Then you got Tennessee. Then you got Georgia. Then you got Alabama and LSU yeah. and a and See, the analogy I use is, you know, you have summit bats – where that first pitch is a fastball that's mm-hmm. grooved and crank you it. crank yep. it. But then you have other ones where you got to battle. Mm-hmm. Seven, eight pitches, three, two count, having to foul off, having to foul off, just hang in and survive, trying to get, keep your hands back and go the other way for a single. That's what the SEC is. It's that seven, eight, nine, ten pitch battle where you literally have to grind every week you go out. Now, sometimes on three, two, they'll hang a curveball. We call that Vanderbilt. But outside of that, it's a battle. And it's only, look at Shane Beamer, look at Heupel, look at Jimbo and A&M, look yeah. at Kentucky. It's not getting any easier. No, and it'll be interesting to Florida see. Florida just got Jack Miller from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if the if this, you know, if the other conferences follow suit. You see them going defensive-minded with Venables, right? And They're with Dan Lanning, you, you know, I mean, the Big Ten East to me is already sort of a gauntlet to run. But look at what Baylor, Oklahoma State, I mean, good defenses, you know, are, are really where you get beat up every week. And it's amazing coming off the COVID year where you didn't have a spring for defense. Last year was like an offensive explosion. Sure. And not that there hasn't been some good offenses this year, but you're not seeing it like you saw last year. Yeah. It's not the it's not the the Wonder Emporium or Mr. Bedorium's Wonder Emporium, whatever it's called. I mean, you're literally having to play defense and teams that are playing and the best teams play what? Complementary football. What is that? Special teams, defense, offense. Everybody's playing good at the same time. One's not playing so good, the other one dominates to make up for it. It's complementary football. Those yeah. are the teams that you're seeing winning, not the top heavy on one side mm-hmm. uh, of well, the that's ball Nick teams. Sa- to Nick Saban's point, that, I mean, what is a greater compliment than his ability to win with no matter what type of team he has? Sure, he had the Heisman Trophy winner in Bryce Young, and that helped him get out of jams mm-hmm. late against Auburn and against Georgia. I understand that, but still, he's won with defensive-minded teams. He's won when he had great offense. Let's don't pretend like they weren't deficient in a lot of areas this season. You no, know, because they as were much as they've ever been, David. Ever been. As much and as I can remember them being. away with any type of team. What's a greater compliment to a coach? It's sort of like Belichick and his ability, no matter who he's up against. Remember when the Rams were the offensive gurus that year and a young Sean McVay, mm-hmm. they matched up in the Super Bowl. I don't know if they scored he's more than a touchdown. He's 100% OB1, man. Yeah. He's OB1, Dumbledore, Gandalf, however you want to put it. That's the man. And, and you know what? Auburn fans will tell you that. They've seen it. Hell, Auburn's the been the only team that can beat them. I know. <laughs> But it's just, it's right there. It's, you know, yeah. d- don't believe your lying eyes. Some people say, but I'm looking right at it. Ooh, what, what else Eagles we got? Eagles reference. There I got a question here from Philip of House Harris. Philip of House Harris? Yes. Is that Has a Game a, of Thrones reference? It has to be. I love That's it. Cool. Hashtag, What's his sigil? Hashtag Ask Jable, if Sabin can pull off back-to-back natties, what's the likelihood of that this will ever happen again? Okay, back-to-back natties? Well, what, what's the likelihood of that? I don't think it's good. Now... You have some teams that are looking like they may be next up a little bit. Would I be shocked if somebody won two in a row? But I'm looking at 10 years. I'm looking at the body of work. Because, again, he's not just done this at Alabama. He won championships at LSU, too. So I'm looking at the full body of work. But if you want to just take Alabama, take since 2008, nobody will ever replicate that. No. It'll never, I'm just telling you, it'll never be done. With the wake up. Travis Hunter just signed with Jackson State. You see where college football's going? 
So I don't think it'll ever be done. What else? Um, we have a question here. Oh, wow. I love this one from Jonathan Hunt. And this one's for you, Coney. The Hunt. Hashtag Ask Cone. Are you still producing music? I found you on Spotify and followed what? you. Ooh, I what? like it. What's his name, Jonathan? Jonathan Hunt. We Jonathan, first of all, thank you for the listens. I appreciate that. There's some, there's some gems He's out there. He's got a voice. Go it's a mixture of Fergie and Jesus. Is Might what? sing Blue Christmas before the, the night's over. Wow. You never know. Uh, What's the best song you ever came up with? If you ever want to go look for the David Cone hit, what it's is funny your you should ask Millie that. Vanilli? The what coolest thing that I've done. I've written a bunch of songs. Some of them are not too great. Some of them are decent. The mm-hmm. best song I ever wrote was the song I wrote for my wife and myself's wedding. You wrote the, the song for your wedding? we danced That's to. The produced it months beforehand and wow. took all the video footage from the wedding to That's make the nice. music video. Check it out. It's called Marry Me Tonight. You can find it on YouTube. Didn't Look, know we were going there tonight. Wow. But hey. It's called Marry Me Tonight? Yeah. And she did because I did saw her earlier that, today. I haven't written too many songs since then because how can you top that? No, you can't top can't that. And top I don't think that. you'll ever have Shout to write. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll ever have to write Divorce Me Tonight either. I don't think it'll ever be a secret. <laughs> I, I think can't do that one. But guess what? I got a secret. I'm not going to finish that. Go ahead. Wow, that came full circle pretty quick. Shout yeah, out to that guy. Great uh, question. Yeah, for yes. sure. All right, got a question here from Johnny's team's hashtag AskJBoy, and he says, how could A&M get to 10 wins when the rest of the West is getting so good? He says, I don't see it possible. Oh, Miss, Arkansas, and Mississippi State are not baby cupcakes anymore. No, they're not, but let's not act like A&M's bringing in the little giants to play. I mean, these guys just signed the number one class by, by like a point and a half. So, and, and, and again, they were young this year, A&M was in some very important spots. The offensive line, the quarterback went down. So you can't look at one side of the growth on the chart and say, well, Ole Miss is getting better. Mississippi State, look what they can do with with the wizard that is Mike Leach, Brian Harson and Auburn, the jury's still out. Alabama's going to be Alabama. And not say, well, A&M's getting better too. A&M is doing nothing, but, but their stock is going up. So to me, that's not an excuse that other teams are getting good. It's part of playing in the league. That's why you play. If you ask these players, they want to play against good teams. They want a challenge. It's about, and I'm not saying you're not competitive, John. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're A&M, who gives a crap about who's getting better? You worry about yourself. You keep your house clean. You keep doing what you're doing, and the wins will come. Because to me, the standard is getting raised at A&M. Nine and three is not cool anymore. Nine and three is Uncle Rico. Yeah. Ten and two is the new Britney. You know, at the end of the day. So, to me, I, you can look and say, all right, the periphery's getting harder, but A&M's getting better, too. But you know what? When other people around you are getting better, guess what it does to you if you're doing it the right way? It gets you better. Mm-hmm. Iron sharpens iron. Somebody's got to win it. Yeah, and if they expand the playoff or even keep it how it is, you're going to see more one- and two-loss teams, I think, win national championships. There won't be such an emphasis on having to yeah. go undefeated. Sort of like, I mean, when, when my when my father was growing up, those teams mostly who won the championship went undefeated, right? They went yeah. unbeaten. So now you're seeing more one-loss teams. I think if they expand the playoff, you will see a two-loss Texas A&M team be able to fight their way to the playoff and then possibly win the national championship, mm-hmm. even though they fell twice in a very difficult yeah. conference or division. No, yeah. no. No, I agree. Speaking about undefeated, I don't think Alabama's ever lost the Natty when they won the Heisman in the same year. So let's get Bryce Young, 2021 Heisman winner in here. Great conversation with Bryce. Look, he's a real one, and he keeps it real. That's why I got a lot of respect for him. And he's also a baller. And, you know, we've been doing these a lot. The, the weeks have been going by, piled up a lot of wins, a lot of big moments. But bringing you in today, Bryce, the intro, I got to add a, a little bit of flavor to the intro here. Heisman Trophy winner. Bryce Young, welcome to the conversation, man. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. 
Definitely. Well, look, man, I know you've been asked a million times, how does it feel? And tell me about how you were emotionally. But now that now that you went through it, now that you won it, when you look back, what was the coolest moment out of all of it? I really was just sharing that weekend with the other finalists. Um, it was really, really cool to have a really fun experience, really unique experience in New York um, with those guys. I'd known CJ for a while, um, so it was definitely cool to hang out with him. And then um, meeting Aiden, me and Kenny, um, it was really cool. They're all really cool guys. And then just to kind of go through that experience, um, all of us together, and then run around New York and do have the, you know, the scheduled events that they have for us, you know, that was really probably what was most mm-hmm. memorable. Now, you know, I, I saw you up there standing with CJ and, and Aiden, and uh, they were kind of going back and forth about Ohio State, uh, Michigan a little bit. But, you know, Bryce, when you were sitting there and they were about to read the card, they read the card, it had your name on it. What hit you first? What was the, was it a memory that hit you first? Or was it just like a weight off your shoulders? What was that first feeling? Uh, I mean, it was just joy. Um, you know, that's something you dream about for your entire life. So, you know, hearing your name call was, um, you know, just, just extremely happy and, and grateful. And um, it was a really humble experience. So, um, you know, it, it, it definitely has some anticipation to it. Um, just, you know, being a part of the show and then, you know, you don't know until they call your name. So, um, hearing it was, you know, it was, it was a lot of joy immediately after. Yeah. And uh, you went up there and, and gave your speech, did a really good job. And, you know, how long, how long before the announcement did you write that speech? Was it when you found out you were going to New York? Like, when did you sit down and like Shakespeare that thing? Yeah, it was when I found out I was going to New York. I just worked on it piece by piece. Um, I just kind of wrote some bullet points to remember, um, you know, people I wanted to thank. And then, um, yeah, that was really it. And then the rest was kind of, um, it was all just kind of bullet points. And then I kind of knew what I would say after, um, you know, each like a little spot I reminded myself to hit. And then um, the rest was kind of just, just speaking from the heart. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of big time people hit you up, but were you surprised? Who was the biggest person to hit you up and be like, congrats? Did anybody text your phone and you're like, oh my, you know, oh man, it's it's Shaquille O'Neal or something. <laughs> um that's a good question who was um little yachty said uh congratulations that was really nice okay uh i say yeah i'd say especially out of like you know considering it's not like uh an athlete or something so uh, that was really cool that was that was really nice of him. yeah i mean you know again i i don't want to sit here and be like how does it feel to win the heisman this that and the other i know you guys got a big game you know coming up against cincinnati but you know, now that you've scratched this one off the list, and I know, you know, personal goals, you don't like to talk about them, but does it make you want to get another one even more? Like deep down, did, have you even thought about that? Yeah, I haven't even, haven't even thought about it, to be honest. Um, you know, we're back in, I'm back in Tuscaloosa now. Yeah. You know, we're back to practicing. So, um, you know, it was great. Everyone at the facility was super, super happy. Everyone, you know, was, was saying congratulations, but we all are, you know, we all kind of had our time off. We all kind of had our break, so we're all locked back in and we're all back in on one goal. So it was cool. Like first time seeing everyone, you know, pretty much everyone's like congrats and all that. But after that, you know, it, it was kind of this, this past weekend, we're kind of, everyone's moved past it and, you know, we're kind of all locked in on Cincinnati right now. Yeah. Was it kind of different being out of the routine going through like the awards dinner tours and, you know, some guys will put on like 10 real quick, man. It seems like you didn't, you, you seem like you came out of it pretty clean. 
No, it was, it was, it was fun. Yeah. It was different though. Yeah. You know, you're stuck in their routine for so long in the season and then, you know, you get a little, little break with being able to go to war show or just, just time off um, from practice. And, you know, it is kind of weird. Sometimes your, your days are always normally super filled and have a little bit of time just doing other stuff was, um, you know, it was refreshing for sure. Um, it was fun, but again, you know, it's, we're back in, back in T-Town, so we're just back to work. So I heard you were courtside at MSG too. How was that? It was, it was really fun. Um, you know, that was something that had always been a dream of mine, you know, being a, a basketball fan and uh, being able to, you know, being able to be there and, and watch a game of course high was like always a dream. So it was super cool. Looking ahead, uh, obviously a lot of preparation going to go into it. Just being in the playoff when you guys name, you know, we're called number one, uh, I know you guys don't view it as number one, but just to get in the playoff, to put yourself in position, to have a chance to do what you came to Alabama to do. I mean, built by Bama is is made for this reason, for for this moment. How excited are you to, to be able to have a chance to do that? Yeah, it's a great opportunity for us. Um, you know, getting to the to playoffs was a big goal of us. Um, so for us to be able to you know, accomplish that is huge. Um, but, you know, also it's a great opportunity. You know, we're playing a really great team. Um, you know, in a really big, really big game, obviously with huge ramifications. So, um, you know, it's going to take everything for us. Um, you know, it's going to take the best preparation. It's going to take everyone to, to lock in and, and bring their best every day. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're focused on fighting that, that battle and challenging ourselves to be the most prepared we can for uh, when the 31st comes. You know, what, what do you think it says, Bryce? And, and obviously, you know, the, uh, a ton about team dynamics and, and what it takes, especially in the game of football. What do you think it says about a Cincinnati team that was able to navigate through the group of five, get the wins they needed uh, and, and have a chance to play in this game? I, I know it's a matchup that you guys know, uh, you know, how deadly they can be. Yeah, it definitely speaks to how tough and resilient they are, you know, how, how good of a team they are. Um, and, you know, that we, you know, started breaking down the film and watching it. It definitely shows and it definitely pops on film and it makes a lot of sense. So, um, again, we know how good of a team they are. We know the, the journey they had. Um, you know, we know that we, it's going to take everything from us, um, everything in preparation, everything in the game is going to take all. So um, we're excited for the opportunity to, you know, to, embrace that challenge and we're working day in and day out to, you know, be as prepared as we can be. You know, Bryce, too, uh, as we're winding down here in the Bryce Young podcast, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button, turn those notifications on uh, as well. You know, you've been through obviously bowl prep, championship prep, then bowl prep. It seems like it all runs together. Do you sometimes wish that maybe the bowl game was just a week after the SEC championship game, just because you're in that routine. I know you get to get healthy but sometimes, like, after not playing for a couple of weeks, you're like, all right, I'm ready to get back out there and play. You know, you definitely get, get anxious. You know, you miss, you know, you miss the, miss the game. You know, like you said, you normally have such a weekly routine and then you get a little bit of a break. Um, you know, it just, it just kind of grows that, you know, that, that love for the game, just being away from it a little bit. Um, so, you know, that break, same thing helped. It, it helps, you know, bring that love of the game and, and gives you that, anticipation so I'm just excited you know we're we're back to working towards that goal and you know I, I know I'm bouncing around a little bit here but but a question just light bulb just hit me you know, I mean you've talked a lot of basketball on this show you know we won't get into your Lakers right now I know you're on a high right now from winning the Heisman I don't want to bring you down with the Lake show but when you were courtside and you were watching them close up if you had a half how many points you scored in the NBA tomorrow tomorrow I mean, you, tomorrow the Lakers call how many minutes? Uh, you, uh, you play the whole half, 2K style. I get all Turn 24. fatigue off and injuries off. 
You get all have how many full you stat line or just points? Because there's a lot. Oh, of full stat. No, go. Excuse me, sir. Full stat line. You go ahead, Bryce. First game. No <laughs> First game. I love that. Um, I haven't played in a while. So I give myself probably like 17 and eight. <laughs> Two scrappy boards. I probably like four turnovers, though. You know, I'm a Did little you say less. 17 and eight? I just want to make sure. 17 and eight. Okay. Are you just gonna pull? Listen though, first shot though. Are you pulling up or are you, are you driving? Yeah, just said that. I whatever the defense gives me. Wow, that's, I'm, such a, that's a great out. quarterback. That is such a quarterback. You know, if, I, if I can, you know, if I can run the, you feel me? If I I get a, a few high pick and rolls, I just fill it out. Maybe attack a big. <laughs> see how he plays off the switch. Well, here's the you thing: know, you just got to see it go in once. You just got to see it go exactly, in once. and I'll be that's good after for sure. After that. For sure, man. Well, you know, Bryce, my last question would be. You know, back on a serious note, like I said, you got a long way to go, long career ahead of you. Now that you're looking back and and you've won the Heisman, is is that easy? Is that something that's easy to kind of put in the rearview mirror? Are you so used to the routine and the process that that it's just easy to put it in the in the rearview mirror? Uh, yeah, honestly, I mean, there's so much for me to be focused on. There's so much of my attention that's you know that's needed for the task at hand. Yeah. yeah. So you know it's not even like it's it's really a thought in my head or something that's constantly, um, you know it's gonna take everything from me. It's gonna take everyone everything from the team to to lock and prepare for this upcoming game. So, um, you know it's it's easy when you know I'm 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 occupied and, um, you know it's gonna take everything for us to to lock in. So because of that, there's not even really time to to think about anything else or think about anything in the past. So, um, you know, all my efforts have been just doing what's, what's, what we have to do to prepare and, and giving ourselves the best chance on the 31st. Here we go. Here we go. All right, you can find that full interview. Go to the Volume YouTube channel. It's great stuff. Uh, Bryce is, you know, he's a lot of fun to talk to. Very reserved and pretty funny. He thinks he can go in the NBA and really make some moves. 17 and 8. Yeah. Guys, in the that's, first game. That's not That's not easy. I don't know how tall Bryce Young is. 17 and 8. 17 and 8. That's some witchcraft and wizardry to the full. So he said four turnovers. May have to get used to speed a little bit. But you can see he's got some basketball So IQ. what would happen first? That happens or... Blaine is is getting in the ring. You really think you can Jake sleep Paul. Jake Paul? Yeah, for sure. Huh? Yeah, for Say sure. It to the camera. How many months? I would knock Jake Paul out first three rounds. Go ahead, Booster how Club. How long? How long would you, you have to train for that? Give me, give how me long? four to five months. Four to five months. Four to five months That's with fair. the athlete I am. What weight are you getting down to? It don't matter. I'll, I'll get up to. I'll get down to whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, so you're telling athlete, Jake Paul you'll you'll fight him? I'm telling the Paul family. Wow. Bring the dog out. What kind of dog is it? I'll fight the dog. I'm sick of seeing him because realistically, I'm he hadn't fu- he it. hadn't fought anybody. And apparently, he's the Listen, best boxer now in the world. We'll, we'll let the Booster Club bring this back up because I know I can feel it. I've done this long enough. I can <laughs> feel it right now. But Marcus Antonius, who I swear is Cone's dad, um, has a problem with wait, Cone. What is it? Wait, hold on. What's the situation? I don't know. Apparently, your dad's Marcus Antonius. All right. He says, Cone. <laughs> All right, bear with me here. All mm. right. He says, Cone's so fake with the Michigan is playing with house money every how, day. How is that fake? Hold, hold on, on. Hold on. Hold on. And he says, how's that, question mark? If anything, they have more pressure. Cone was crying when they lost early in the season because the brand do big in. I don't know what that last part is. Dude, means. Marcus the Coward actually threw in a question during the show. I know. Instead of after the show. That's normally so cowardly with so, it. You so, know what I mean? So, so. 
Here's my thing. Michigan has never been to the playoff. They hadn't beat Ohio State since NAM. What do you mean they're not playing with talent? You get in the season right now in Ooh. Michigan. They beat Ohio. What do you Just mean wait. that you've already, you've already, you've already gotten there? And Cone should have been upset when they lost to Michigan State, which was, it was on the coaching staff. Par of the Thank course, you for take, take par this for the run. course. Just keep running with Harbaugh, which we've seen over and over and over again. Marcus, this ain't Greece, this dog. This guy's such a clown. I think it's they fine. haven't beaten it Ohio be. State since Marcus Antonius was walking around in he Athens. He has to be one of my best friends from high has school to be. or something. Has to yeah. be. Because it's just like a you. vendetta. But they are playing a with house money against me. They are playing with house money. Cincinnati's playing with house money. And Marcus, Marcus the coward, you just let you just let Michigan beat Georgia in this in this semifinal. Mm. You just wait. You, think he's you a just Michigan wait. Fan? I think he's probably one of my boys Michigan from fan? high school who was upset I didn't go to Georgia. Probably. Probably Something upset like that. that they signed Matt yeah, Stafford. Yeah, Still, Still probably one right of the worst recruiting decisions <laughs> by Georgia. <laughs> Blaine, what, what else we got to the Booster Club? We talked about the Big 12 slowdown a little bit. I want to make sure we get the Booster Club some love. Uh, yeah, today. first of all, the Booster Club is pretty excited about the fight. They um, are. What are they sent? What, uh, what are the early returns? Look. What are the early returns? Wait, is the pay-per-view set? Are we doing this on Trill? Justin Couch says, uh, Blaine, I will buy the pay-per-view twice for Blaine to sleep the Paul family parentheses in my Brian Kelly voice. So let me ask you this. Would you fight the whole Paul family like in four month increments? Like you take Jake Paul first, then his his brother. I don't even know these guys. Really. I don't Outside either. Jake I know Paul's two of them. Stand I don't know either. Wait, what's the other Logan, one? Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Ron Paul's not one of them? I guess not. <laughs> That's it's like that's their father, Ron Paul. And then Rand Paul. Blaine's going to fight everybody whose last Every- name is Paul. <laughs> I'm serious though. You're, you're serious. I'm de- I'm de- I am Dead serious. All right. Okay. What else the booster? Four months. Four Maybe mo- three. Maybe three. All to, right. To sleep, Jake. To Paul. work out. Never had boxing. Never to train or anything like that. But I'm from Mobile, Alabama, the two five one. Where guess what? Either either your fight or your flight, buddy. You got to you got to live on your own. But you got to eat on your own. With boxing rules. Like yeah, you can't, you can't go out Because you already said you would try and headbutt him. Yeah. Like, early. you got to box I'll take early. that point. I'll take that dedu- deduction. It doesn't matter when he's sleeping on the floor. <laughs> if you headbutt him and he goes to sleep, you lose. <laughs> Sell tickets. Sell tickets. Sell well, see, now you're talking like a boxer. All right. We Floyd have a question here it. from John Addison, hashtag SJBoy. And he says, with Florida getting Mario and Jimbo's upward trajectory, which side of the SEC do we see represented by someone other than Alabama? With Florida or the getting universe? Mario. He's saying just the state. Miami, I'm guessing. Okay, read me the question again. Ask J-Boy, with Florida, let's, I'm going to change that. All right, with Miami okay. getting Mario and Jimbo's upward trajectory, which side of the SEC do we see represented by someone other than Alabama or Georgia? Okay, I think he meant he to say, say with, with, with Florida getting Napier because yeah. the question's about the SEC. How long until we see? Well, I think you could see it next year. I, tell you, I get a funny feeling about, about Tennessee, man, in the East. Think they're on a roll? I just I, – I've got to see what this NCAA stuff does. Mm-hmm. But, look, with, with the, the depth that the SEC is acquiring in both divisions, not just the East, not just the West, you're looking at South Carolina getting better. Do I think they win the division next year? No. Missouri will have to be better than they were last year, I think, especially with the way Drink's recruiting over there. Mm-hmm. Tennessee and Josh Heupel running the Elon Musk bullet train offense. If they get it going and get that right personnel in there, that's what I really want to see. Because, again, what – and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the Big 12 and, and having to get used to playing week to week to week. The more that we see the parity increase within the conference, the less games, and this goes back to the A&M, can they win 10 games kind of thing we were talking about. 
you don't you I don't think you're going to see undefeated teams on either side. I don't think I it's got to me it's going to be a mush. Mm-hmm. It's what you're going to get. You know, now Georgia to me that this year was an anomaly I, with Kentucky and the way they're going. I'm just I think you'll see it soon. I think you'll see it soon. But on the other coin, other side of the coin, Bama's only going to get better mm-hmm. than what they've been. So, I think I think you will see an SEC East team other than Georgia in the SEC Championship before you see a SEC West team other than Alabama. Really? I do. Wow, you don't think Georgia's just going to keep rolling in the East like this? I like think year they're going I think they're going they lose a ton on defense this yeah. year. Especially I know they yeah, signed, Florida was there last year. Like Florida was there it. last year. I get it, but I think, yeah, I get it. I get it. But Napier's going to have to rebuild that team. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not talking about Florida specifically. Shane Beamer's still a ways away. I, I know Tennessee's going to be good. But like you said, I think that we'll get to a place where they could still drop a game in the season. You, and yes, still make we the, will definitely get that place. But again, but again, Alabama will be one of the best teams in the country with what they're bringing back. Now, guess what? Will Anderson has come back. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young has to come back. Yeah. A lot of those offensive linemen and the mega offensive line class that they signed two years ago now after this recent signing day, those guys are coming back. I know they lose a decent amount in the secondary, I believe, but you have guys in that front seven coming back. So to me, Alabama is going to be more loaded next year than Georgia will be. They will. Georgia's still got to find a quarterback, guys. Yeah, we talked about this. Like, like Georgia's still got to find a quarterback. All the NFL draft picks, all the five stars. Like, you walk down Georgia's rosters, boom, 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 boom. Then you have a walk on a quarterback. And I'm not, ha- I'm not hating on that, but the, the the difference in that gap, it shouldn't be that, right? The quarterback gets you over the hump. That should huge, be the guy. And huge games like we just watched in the yeah. SEC championship. But Georgia loses a ton on it. And again, I know they've recruited really well. They've got studs. But guess what Georgia's defense has this year? The same thing we've been talking about all week. Experience. Mm-hmm. Experience. That's huge. That's why it's so impressive what Alabama has done. What else we got, Blaine? Uh, we got a question here from Chain one Chain. Ask Jay Boy says, so when everyone follows the blueprint, who in your opinion comes into the SEC with a total new blueprint? What style works best against the current blueprint? Uh, you know, look, this is a question that has a lot of right answers to it. There's not really one way to skin a cat. I mean, we were talking about earlier, you know, Nick Saban's won with offense. He's won with defense. We've seen other teams win with offense, other teams win with defense. Here's the overriding question. Regardless of what's, what system you run, there is not one system, in my opinion, that you say, this system's the best and everybody else runs another system because if that was true, everybody would run that system. So to me, it's do you have good enough personnel and does that personnel fit your scheme good enough for you to be able to parlay it into play calls the way you want to on both sides of the ball, really in all three phases. So it's not a question of what system is best. We could go all day about that. That's a question that will never be answered in football cyclical. 30 years from now, everybody be running the triple option. The answer, the, the answer is who recruits the best, has the best personnel that fits their system, they can get them the most comfortable, and that staff is good enough at calling it where it can work. Or when it's not all going great, you're good enough to get over those games where it's not going great. So by blueprint, is he just suggesting scheme? Or that's is he what I would that's like, what He could I be saying I, program I, I, build, the way Saban's built a program. I would say scheme. Scheme, I think right. he's – and again, you can clarify that yeah. now. I think he's talking about scheme because if we're talking about roster structure, the blueprint, it's there right. is one blueprint. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that, that's it. It's structuring your roster, understanding how you got to be gaining something from from these guys and from the coaching staff, sequentially knowing where they're at all the time, not monitoring them, but saying we have this then, this then, and you get involved in the 
process. So if we did have to pick a blueprint that was the best, I'll go and tell you, it is the process. That's a great question. Yeah. One more, we're going to get to Grant Morgan. All right, we have a question here from 10 and just hashtag Ask Blaine. How about that? Wow. Do, you think, yes. do you think Harson has a plan for the QB situation? To me, I don't see him going into next season with the inexperience we have at that position. I guess it won't matter until the O-line isn't fixed. It won't matter until the O-line is, is fixed. It just won't. I think Davis is the guy. Demetrius Davis is the guy. You might as well think Marshall. You might as well get in the reps. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he's going to play in the bowl game. Right? I've heard that Harson might have a little up-tempo in this bowl game, and we're kind of going back to what Auburn was a little bit, right? And I think with Demetrius Davis and that fit, and with the O-line the way it is, you've got to have a mobile guy back there. Yeah, Demetrius just is to. talented. Yeah, you yeah, just I, have to. And I think right now you might as well just get the, the reps in that he needs, live experience game reps to be ready for next listen, year. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I don't believe in T.J. Finley, man. No. I'm just going to I'm gonna go right out and say it. I just don't believe in you. I, and I don't mean, and again, guys have made jumps and this, that, and the other, and you know, use that as motivation. And does that mean that, that he's not going to win the Heisman? I mean, no. But after what I've seen, man, I just – I don't think you can win a championship with what he's going to bring you. I don't, I don't think he's close to ready. Now, you saw it at, at LSU. You left LSU for a reason. You come to Auburn, you got your shot, didn't really take advantage of it. And I know the offensive line hasn't been great in this end, But people weren't saying that when Bo Nix was a quarterback. It was all Bo's fault. It was all Bo's fault for most people. T.J. Finley, to me, isn't the guy. I think Demetrius has a chance to be the guy. And you just happen to hire an offensive coordinator that just coached Russell Wilson. Not saying Demetrius Davis is Russell Wilson, but they do some similar stuff. And you know how, to, how, how deadly that dual threat guy can be. Uh, but speaking about another dual threat guy, Grant Morgan, unbelievable off the field, oh. unbelievable on the field. One of our favorite interviews. Listen, this is going to get you fired up. Grant's if you love best. football, regardless if you're an Arkansas fan or not, this is good stuff here from our boy Grant Morgan. All right, we were talking about our five best bowl matchups. This guy is one of the best players on one of the teams playing in those bowl matchups. I'm going to get to that in a second. Mr. Grant Morgan out of Arkansas. Had you on. Now I get to see you in the flesh. It's great to finally meet you, and congrats on being a finalist for the uh, William V. Campbell. It's the academic Heisman Trophy, man. And, you know, again, you guys probably make more money than the guy that wins the Heisman at the end of the day. No, yeah, it's it's an honor, obviously, to meet you in person. Uh, I had a lot of fun the first time we got that to was, talk. That so, was a good time. Uh, no, I'm I'm excited to be able to just say I'm finally be here. There's tons of Hall of Famers here. That's like, nuts, right? I'm walking by and I see Barry Switzer just sitting out in the yeah. lobby. Like that's cool. So um, I'm just happy to be able to be here and be able to do the things we're doing. Definitely. Well, you know me and you, man. We're gonna get talking about ball. All the, all the other stuff's oh, yeah. great. Always. Let's talk about it. You see the Penn State matchup. You're a leader on that team. What was the initial reaction from the Arkansas football team? Um, we thought of right there, like. We're going to play in a national championship, and that's our mindset. We're going to play in the biggest. Don't game get me hype over here, Grant. That's, There's too many people in here. That's how we go about it. We're not. We're not going to some Joe Schmo Bowl. We're going to the Outback Bowl, and we're playing yeah. a really good logo team. Penn State is known for being a really good team year in year out. Coach Franklin's got them going every single year. Uh, you look at the record; they're seven and five. But like, look, watch the games they lost. They lost to Michigan by like two or whatever. Like, yeah, that's a big time. Like, that's they they just beat Auburn beat, by eight. Yeah, they just beat Iowa by forty in the in the Big Ten championship or whatever. Like, so um, that's that's the game that we want. We want a game like this. We don't want to play. No offense to any other smaller school. We don't pl- want to play a, a non-Power 5 school that's For really sure. good. We want to play a team like them that are, are going to be competing with anybody every single year, and that's exactly what we got. So uh, we're pumped. We're ready to go, and we're ready to play. Yeah, well, we were breaking it down all earlier. We're, we're pumped about it, too, no, for a multitude of reasons. But but my thing, Grant, is you're, you're a guy, and I know you're a humble guy, and you're, you're going to bring it back on the team, but you're a guy that, that started from the bottom and worked your way up to be right here. You, you've earned everything that you've gotten to me 
that's who this Arkansas team is. And when, and when you know, I saw where you guys were at and you went through it. And, you know, y'all could have quit. Y'all could have said, whatever, it's a new guy, whatever. You look up now, y'all are going to the Outback Bowl, man. Y'all literally started from the bottom. And you guys, you guys, y your group has changed the perception of what Arkansas is. How does that feel? To me, that's got to be the most rewarding part. It really is. Um, we, we don't look at it as, oh, we're, we're – we made it. We're done. We're we're gonna complete mm. it. We're looking at it as we got one more game. We got to be able to finish this season like we want to. If yeah. we want this to be the perfect season, uh, we got to be able to go out there and do it. And we can't just sit there and be saying, "Hey, guys," but we aren't two and two, two and ten this year like we were the last couple of years. We're eight and four. Have a chance to win nine games. Something that Arkansas hasn't done since like 2011. So like, to be able to sit here and to be able to say, "Look, like look how far we've come." Yeah, it's something that's great. That's being able to sit back and say, "Damn, like that—that's great." Like I'm gonna put yeah. cross my arms and like, no, like this is something. I want to finish it. We want to finish it. We want to put it, our our name in history for Arkansas football. And um, I guess we'll give it credit to Coach Pittman just because he's changed the culture here. We don't. We're not no. We want to hit people and we want to keep hitting them. We're not the flashy team. We don't have any secret sauces to winning. We don't want to say we have a secret sauce to winning. We're, we're a team that wants to win because we work hard and we want to work yeah. harder than everyone around us. And you feel like you deserve it. And we feel like we deserve it because we're Arkansas. Like, why would we not? Like, we play in yeah. the SEC West. We play in the SEC. Like, we're Arkansas. Don't, don't put us around like anybody else that's a low-level team. We're a high-level team and we deserve to be there. Man, and again, you got to have that mindset, though. Yeah. Nobody ever that nobody got anything that never thought they were going to get it that mattered to them that you had to work for. But you know, we use and I do it all the time. The cliche of you know we're we're gritty and this that and the other. But talk about how that's earned every day. That's just not something you say one day when you show up. You got to prove that. Not when I'm talking to you, or not when it's on ESPN and all this stuff. It's when nobody's looking. That's when you got to earn it. That that's when it matters most, right? Yeah, it does. Um, it matters in the winter whenever we're sitting there. And it's like, what do y'all want to be? Do y'all want to be a yeah. damn two and ten team again, or do you yeah. want to go out there and win some games? And someone asked me the other day, they're like, did you expect to win eight games this year? And I was like, yes, without a doubt. I don't know why you even asked me that question. Mm -hmm. Like, we expected to win them all. Yeah. We're actually still mad we didn't win them all. Like, we went against the number one team in the nation, lost by seven at Alabama, and it was at a night game. Like, come on, like you're telling me we couldn't have won that game. So it's stuff like that, like where it's. Like, don't tell me I, we couldn't do something or, yo, we can't do it because, like, we're just going to use that for fuel, for fuel at Arkansas. That's, that's exactly. how we do it. We're, we're constantly trying to gain more respect than what we're given no matter what. So that's what we, we're, we're doing here at Arkansas, and that's the culture that Sam Pittman's doing. And uh, I'm excited to be able to play one more game and to be able to say, look, look where this team's going in the future, too. Definitely. What do you see in your future? I mean, obviously, looking yeah. at the NFL, you got yeah. a chance to, you know, you're going to have a chance to yeah. show what you can do. What, what does Grant Morgan want to do post Arkansas Razorback football? I'm going to play in the NFL. I love I'm, that. I'm going to go do that. And if someone says I can't, then just watch. Like, we're, I'll be fine. Um, I told you not to no hype me up I in do. here, Grant. <laughs> Don't hype me up in here. Yeah. No, I, I've been proven wrong many years. I've been proving myself right, proving people yeah. wrong many times. So I'm, I'm excited to continue to try to do that know in my feeling. career. And I want to play football as long as I can. Definitely. Well, you know you always got a spot to come on here and talk, yep. brother, whenever. And, and you know I'm always rooting for you. Well, I appreciate it. And y'all go give them hell. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition 
made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward draft coverage. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports, like all-time NCAA scoring leader Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, and many of the upcoming NFL and NBA first-round picks. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out the most popular trading card brands like Prism, Select, Don Russ, and more. For those NFL draft fans, get real-time trading cards after players are picked with Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Coward Draft coverage. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. On that bowl game in the Outback Bowl. Yeah. But, you know, they're going to be asking you Bloomin' Onion or whatever yeah, else goes yeah. on the Outback Bowl. They already get Cole Kublik in here. We already know about that. But I really do, man. It's 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 great to see you here, and you've earned every bit of it, man. You guys deserve it. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate you having me on again. It's been fun. Definitely. We'll do it. Grant Morgan, Arkansas linebacker, academic Heisman. Look, the guy checks all the boxes. And, I listen, if I had to bet on anybody to make it, this guy's going to make it. But speaking about making it, make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Volume YouTube channel. It'll make your day. The Vegas trip, the Wolfpack, hashtag naughty boys. Did, uh, uh, did Caesar really live here? Listen, there's a lot of rumors going. You really asked them that. Yeah, I know. And they're, they're, I'm surprised they were like, man, come on. We get asked that 3,000 times a day. Like, come up with something I wasn't going to miss the opportunity to do that. That's he a once-in-a-lifetime Turns out he did live there, though. Yeah. A lot of people don't yeah. realize he, he stayed actually did. there once. He stayed there once. Yeah. He stayed there once. I think we can all agree. All right, great stuff from Grant Morgan. He's a great interview. Mm. I want to get to fill in the gap, and then I want to ride out in the night with the Booster Club. Fill in the gap. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. 
Let's do it. All right. Here we go. So. It's time. Actually, take one booster club question. Let's take one booster club question, Blaine. We have a $2 donation from Justin We're going to Vegas. All right. And he says, just wanted to say Bama and UGA suck. War Eagle and hashtag SJ, but are you dodging the trash can? No, that's going to happen very, very soon. Probably a Christmas trash special is what we're looking right now. So, again, you know, were you naughty or nice? Apparently I was naughty, so I'm going to get the trash can dumped on me. No, I'm not ducking it. This ain't Oregon. Go ahead, Blaine. What else we got? Um, uh, We have a comment from DJ Barber talking about Marcus Antonio said there will be no, there will be no cone slander that's the only oh, guy that beats dj with you. barber yeah. let me know where to send your christmas gift my man that's yeah. a real og that's, that's booster the only club guy member. that doesn't like you hey i don't know man maybe maybe me and marcus the coward could be on the undercard let's your fight with jake paul yeah undercard wow. action cone. the thing is they know where to find us we're at the college sure. football right. come down here come down and say we're hello down here. like what's up the thing right. is we'll probably end up being friends so yeah, I put a poll out. All men are friends. Yeah, I put a poll out, guys. Of course I did. Oh, Let's go. Get love to it. it. All right. Oh, here we go. Who will win this fight? Me or Jake Paul? I wanted to get the Booster Club's reaction. I can see Not by your Jake face. Crane. And I hate Not it. Jake Crane. Yeah, and I hate it. That'd be a white festival. <laughs> All right, so who would win this fight, you or Jake Paul? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say Blaine. Blaine, yeah. Somebody says Blaine, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say 62%. I appreciate that. That means it's bad. I appreciate that. that means I appreciate it's bad. you believing so in me. So sixty-one or sixty-three? They said yes. Sixty-three. They believe in you. Sixty-three. You said what? Sixty-two or sixty-four? Who will win this fight? Blaine Crane, fifty-seven percent. <gasps> no, Jake Paul, Booster 43%. Club. Booster <laughs> Club. Look me in the eyes, Cone. <laughs> look me in the eyes. Booster Club. Don't ever I look thought me they the believed again. in you, Blaine. They did believe they, it. They, fifty-seven percent. What's I'll the, take it. the other forty-three? They're, they're taking Jake Paul. I thought you That's might fine. take that That's one fine. 100%. What would, though, the odds of this I don't know. be? It would be Blaine plus, like, 8,000. And I'd take Blaine. I'd take that, right too. Right now? Yes. Look, after, no, look, after, after four to five months of training, I'd say plus 800. Listen. You Are you so? down? Okay, lot, That's fine. A, a That's lot. fine. I'm saying what the odds going to be. I told you I'd have to 8, bet on 000? you. 8,000? Plus 8,000. That's I, like Bama playing Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, I know. I'd be in your wow. corner. I appreciate it. David. I'd be in your corner too. I'd be. It. I'd be the I'd guy. The spit bucket. I'd be the guy like throwing water at you or putting water all over your face and the chicken be like, man, that cuts bad. I look at the ref like, <laughs> <laughs> he's got to go on the show tomorrow. <laughs> look, but, the only thing I know is I walk into that place playing stepped in the arena by by Gucci Man. We're bringing that back. It's again? over with. Mm. Nice. But uh, what else we got? The Booster Club. All right. Hashtag <clears throat> Ask J Boy. Question from Dakota Faulkner. Can you see Stetson Bennett staying for a COVID year and then Jan- JT Daniels hitting the portal to Ole Miss, Auburn, or some Pac-12 team? I could see any of that. Look, in today's college football world, any of that could happen. I just wonder if Georgia if Georgia doesn't win the Natty this year, I think the Stetson Bennett experiment's over. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to switch. You can't do this another year. You just can't do it. Now, if they win the Natty, they're like, Stetson, Stetson, come back. You know, it'll be, it'll, it'll, it'll be like that. But if they don't win it, I think you'll see the Stetson go on his way. JT may go on his way, and it may be Brock Vandegrift's season. Or they may fight. Look, there's a Braxton Burmeister just entered the portal. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the portal right now. I wouldn't be shocked if Georgia went out there and snagged one and kind of surprised a few people. Mm-hmm. We need to get Rusty Menzel back we on. We do need to get Rusty. That. I liked when he came in in person. Yeah, that um, was a good Rusty But question. I still think that Georgia can win the national championship with Stetson Bennett. I'm saying I mean, that's going to be a direct reflection if he comes back. Michigan, it's hard to beat a great football team twice in a year. I don't care what Alabama does. I'm really not even making a prognostication on what's going to happen. What I'm saying is, if Georgia doesn't win it, they are going to blame Stetson Bennett. 
Oh yeah. Okay. I, I just regardless. Uh, yeah. So there's no way I see Kirby Smart being no, able to bring it. him back and try and convince everybody again. But if they win it, mm-hmm. what if Stetson balls in the playoffs? Or what if he doesn't and they still win it? Then. I, I think they wouldn't have a problem with having because again, I don't think Georgia cares anymore that much after they've won it already once. Sure. Then it's just that that huge chips off your shoulder. It's hey guys, let's get together. Let's make sure everybody's all right. And let's then just make sure I wonder right. if that happens, I would be more in line with your prediction for the East over the next few years. I, I mean, well, let's see. I don't think Kirby's one to get complacent. I'm just saying that if they don't win it, they're going to be coming out with even more of a vengeance. Oh, and you better and you better have a dog at quarterback. There needs to be an answer this at season is going to be no fun oh. if they were supposed to win it and didn't win it this uh, season it's going to be the worst set that you think the talk's bad now about georgia not winning well, i just it? mean in terms of what kirby's going to put that team no that's through. well look i'm talking about what that team's going to get put through on the outside people are just going to stop believing sure, in it sure yeah not georgia fans this was the year now. this is and we've been saying this it. was the year it was supposed to happen best defense we've ever seen yeah. realistically in college football and what happened SC Championship. What was the difference? It was, it was the quarterback position. Yeah. It was Bryce Young. I and mean, when you get into games like that where talent, you look across the sideline, that guy kind of looks like me. He's kind of big like me. He can run like me. He has intelligence like me when it comes to football. He can anticipate things. You have to have a, a, a game changer at quarterback. And that will get you over the hump. And you saw that SEC Championship game. And I still think the greatest defense, you can have the greatest defense in the world, but the greatest defense in the world will not stop the greatest offense. It just won't. I don't know. We can yeah. we can have that debate, but I, I don't think you're far off at all. But you want to play fill in the gap? Let's play fill in the gap. Let's do it. All right. So the bowl game you are most excited about this week is what? UCF and Florida. Nice. Just because this, from a Florida point of view, let's just be honest, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Like you got, it's a lose lose. But just the matchup of the in-state UCF, thinks they're mm-hmm. a big dog now, going to the Power Five, out to the Big 12, got the Gus bus. Florida rejuvenated after Dan Mullen wilted like a dying flower. Um, I mean, to me, and I know Billy's not going to coach the bowl game. I think you know he'll help out a little bit, but he won't be held accountable for that bowl game. To me, it's a huge turning point, I think. Because if you're Florida, new coach, you want to start off on a good foot, beat UCF, quiet them down for a little bit, you're, you're not us, this, that, and the other. But if UCF wins and then they bounce, I'm thinking – because you don't see UCF and Florida playing a lot mm-hmm. in football. What's going to stop from the from the talk just elevating for UCF? So, to me, it's fascinating because it would be like if they put Auburn and, like, a really good UAB team in a game. Or Alabama – I'm just using an example. Alabama, a really good Troy team in a game. Even though I don't think Troy and UAB are – maybe UAB a little bit is replicable or comparable to UCF. So, I'm going to go UCF, Florida. Okay, nice. All right. So, uh, Cincinnati's chances to beat Alabama are what? I think the same – I think the same chances if you put if you fought a nine year old versus the Hulk. I don't think listen, you could say they have a little chance. Like nine year old Tyson or No, just a nine year old. <laughs> I look I'm telling you right now, I think Bama's gonna wipe them. And if I hear another person, listen, guys, I understand everybody has their own opinion. Like I respect that. It's one of the greatest things ever. But if I hear another person say that Cincinnati has a better secondary than Georgia and then show me highlights against ECU and Tulsa. You tired of it? I'm just sick of it, man. Jameson may go for three bills. I'm just telling you. <laughs> three bills. This, and Sauce is good. He's an NFL corner. He ain't seen this. 
what he's about to see. Stop using East Carolina and Tulsa and SMU without their two best receivers to say they're as good as Georgia is. Do you know how bad of a comparison that is? That's such a bad, that'd be like, wow, that 10-year-old just ran for 2,000 yards in his peewee season. He's better than the worst running back in the NCAA. It's about who you play, man. And I'm so, I'm finally glad, you know what? And y'all know me, I didn't want Cincinnati before, but I'm just glad we get to see it. So maybe everybody will just stop doing it. That's why it's, it, I, I, need, I want Alabama to destroy him. I'll tell you straight up. Because I'm sick of this argument. And once Bama wins, 56, 17, maybe all of y'all that are doing this will stop. It's not funny anymore. I watched, I watched an ESPN analyst say that Cincinnati has a better secondary than Georgia, and he talked about two corners. I got some news for you. There's other players in the secondary, buddy. The safeties, the nickel. What? I just don't get it. I don't get it, but the only way is for it to happen on the field, Mm -hmm. and we finally get to see it. And that's all I have to say about that. All right, Texas A&M needs to win how many games next season after this recruiting class? Ten. Ten. Like I said, it's championship or bust. SEC West, SEC, or get to the playoff. Or all of them. A&M fans are no no longer the, we were the second best team in the division. So the standard has been raised. You've done all the farming. You've got the you've got the facilities. You've been stacking recruiting classes, including the best one you've ever you've ever signed. The moment you just beat Bama this year, you have put the seeds into the ground. Now A and M fans are expecting to go outside during the harvest and see a bunch of corn. You can't give them a little bit of corn anymore. They're not gonna be happy. Not when you're making that money. When you're making more than the governor, which I don't know if he does for real, but it's got to be up there. Is he the highest paid guy in Texas? I think Jimbo might be outside of. You know, Jerry Jones. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's 10. Yep. All right, here we go. The best player in the country in, this says 2020, but 2021 was? Overall, I think the best player in the country this past season was Will Anderson. Mm, And he has another year. Coming back. I'm telling you, Aiden Hutchinson's a dog. Jordan Davis, dog. I I told you, I thought before the SEC Championship game, Jordan Davis should win SEC Player of the Year. Mm Mm-hmm. But now after seeing what we've seen, after watching them play, Will Anderson, and we always talk about versatility being the best tility, right? Out of all the tilities, utilities, there's a bunch of other ones. But versatility is the best. He can drop. He can rush the passer. He's hell against the run. I think he could sell hot dogs at halftime if they asked him to. And he's a, he's a leader. And he has a, does all the intangibles. You wouldn't think he's a sophomore. You'd think he's a six-year COVID comeback super senior. So to me, I think he is the most valuable player. I think he's more valuable, and this is going to sound crazy. I think he's as valuable to Alabama as Bryce Young is. Wow. Will Anderson has really? made. Look at his numbers. He's doing stupid numbers, and not enough people are talking about it. And if you say because he's a sophomore, that's wrong. If you say Bro- uh, Brock Bowers shouldn't win the Mackey Award because he's a freshman, it's wrong. Give it to the best player. I don't care if he's a freshman, if he's a senior. Junior, sophomore, doesn't matter. Redshirt, freshman, I don't care. We've given Heisman, we're given Heisman to sophomores, guys. Rusty Manziel said he thought 90% of the NFL teams would take Will Anderson number one overall if he came out this season. What can he, what can he not do? Mm-hmm. What can he not do from that position? He can stand up, play Jack. 
He could, I'm telling you, he could go play zone. I think he could play man against some guys, honestly. He's that talented. But it's, it's, his, it's what he does off the field as well. You never hear any problems with Will Anderson. It's always leadership. You saw him yeah. take the podium after the loss. He was the one that spoke for the team. To me, you mix that with the on-the-field performance, give me that guy. Yeah. All right, so the best bowl game ever played was what? Has to be the Oklahoma Boise Fiesta Bowl, right? Oh, is that the Statue of Liberty game? Yes. Oh, yeah. but it was so much more than yeah, that. People I know. call you had the hook and ladder, yeah. and Boise was just fighting to stay in it, mm-hmm. fighting to stay in it. Chris Peterson giving the double, you know, dead pumps on the sidelines. <laughs> Wasn't Brian Harson the he OC? Was, he called those plays, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. No wonder he wants to call the plays again at Auburn. He's like, guys. <laughs> he's like, got his like green notebook, like Mr. Coach Klein from the Water Boy. <laughs> Chris Peterson said, hey, I'm going to need that little green book you got. That was a good one. It's going to get game. awfully physical around here. How about the uh, Georgia-Oklahoma Rose that Bowl was, a couple look, years some ago, good ones. I, I, th- I think, you know, you, you put that up there. You put the Texas-USC Rose yep. Bowl 2006, I believe. Yep. Um, I mean, man, those are the top three. But that Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma, it had a little bit of everything. You had surprise. You had a little chalk. You had thunder. You had lightning. It was like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> I literally think M. Night Shyamalan was, was calling that game. He wrote the script on he that He wrote the one? script on yeah. that game. And then the guy proposes to his girl after he scores the I don't remember the that. Winning. Yeah. yeah. He scored? Oh, that's, well, then that's how you do oh, it. Well, that, then, no, you that's an easy, no. easy no. answer on this one. You can't say no. And she's a cheerleader. Oh, he wow. scored through the ball and then went and dropped on a knee. And I mean, come on. All right. That's, that's great. That right there? That's great. That's some Nicholas Sparks stuff. We should get him on the show. Where did he get the ring from? Someone hand it to him? What yeah. He TO'd that thing, man, like a, like a Sharpie out of the sock. Like the mascot handed it to him. <laughs> the Boise State Bronco, whatever it's called. Bronchi. Oh, whatever, I'm just guessing. All right, is that it for filling the gap? That's it. All right, Blaine, let's take a few from the Booster Club, and then we're going to ride up out, chill. Yeah, we have a comment from the Salty Dog, and he says, he's not the only one who hates you, Cone. He says, I hate you. <laughs> Hold on. Because you're so damn handsome. Oh, mm. Salty Dog and JJ. The Salty it's, Dog, surprisingly, not that salty. Not too salty today. Not too salty we'll today. tomorrow. We love see. the Salty Dog. Shout right. out to you, uh, Salty yes. Dog. Got a, question here from Marry me tonight. Got a question here from Tim Madison. Hashtag Ask J Boy. Would Georgia rather lose to Michigan or lose to Alabama twice? Probably would look better if Michigan won it, won it all, but still wouldn't be pretty in Athens. I think they'd prefer neither, but I guess if you're having to choose the lesser of two evils, do you really want to lose to Bama and the Natty again? It just goes, would you rather? But do you really want to be to have the best team that school's had in a long time and not even make the national title? But then is it worse? Okay. Booster Club, answer this. Is it worse to get to the natty and then lose it? Or is it worse to lose the game before the natty and not know? Like I go back, you think like Auburn 2013 against FSU. You blew it. Would you have rather gotten there and blown it like that? Yeah. You know, or, I mean, I'll, I'll let rather, the Georgia fans say in the chat. That's but a it, tough to one, me, man. It looks that's like, like that's to me, dark. if it's the best team that you've ever had for that school, and you go and you lose to Alabama again, at least you can keep saying, yeah. it, "We can't solve the Nick Saban problem." Right? If you question. lose back to back and you lose to Michigan in the semifinal, then it's gonna be like, "Man, was this really that great of a team that we had?" I think it just depends on the person. Yeah, just depends on the person. Because, you know, the worst thing is like, you know, you fly all the way out to the game, ton of pressure, you go out there, you lose, you got to fly all the way. But that's why I just would not fly to go to a game. I, I just would rather not. I would just rather not. 
because because you know every fan gets upset in different ways, but having to get on the plane and then fly because you're on there with them. A lot of y'all are on the same flights. You got to hear it the whole time. I don't know. I'd rather, I'd rather be like this. Click. Son of a. You know, by myself. And then I'm at my house. <laughs> and I lock the door and go in the room and unhook the phone. If that's even a thing anymore. Yep. Got a question here from Panguini. Pan? Wait, did you say Pam? Pam. Pan. 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 Oh, it's two ends. Yeah, can you help with the Pam Pam dilemma? Pam? I think it's Pam. Yeah, now the, suit, now the suits, oh. now the suits kind of look messed up. The end silent. Now I lost it. All right, hashtag Ask Cone. All right, Michigan versus Georgia. If there was an eye-popping stat besides the score, what would make you predict who won this game, and what is that stat? I'll steal Jake's. Yes. I'll steal Jake's. It's a great I, one. This is not mine, but whoever throws the ball more will lose the football game. Most pass attempts loses. I heard you say it the first time, and I thought, man. That is such a great stat to watch out for. You know, we used to uh, football games used to be dictated by time of possession, turnovers. Obviously, Michigan cannot turn the football over. It's kind of no. like what I said against Ohio. They really can't make any mistakes, no. you know. But I love it. Whoever throws the football more in this game will lose the football game. I, I think it's the best stat to watch. Yeah. Because, again, Georgia has to throw it 45 times. It's not going good. Mm-hmm. Michigan has to throw it 45 times. It's definitely it's not going. going good. It's going about how it's gone against the Georgia defense yeah. outside the Bama game. Yeah. One more, Blaine. Make it a good one or I'll never forgive you. I got a comment and a question. All right. Wow. So we have a comment here from D- D- Dakota Faulkner, and he says, Jake versus Timmy B on the undercard. Ooh. Come on, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's Look at that face. That's like, Look at that face. Hey, hey, listen. Hey, that's Jake like plus 8,000 versus no, Timmy yeah. B. That's like Florida playing UCF. That's a lose lose for me. <laughs> Tim, then, first off, I, and the funny part is, me and Timmy B really like each yeah, other. Timmy's great. Like, yeah, Timmy's yeah. great. <laughs> like, Timmy's great, and it's great for the show to have him on. I think a lot of people thought, because no. it got a little personal, just because, look, no. Timmy B is from a pretty where close to where I'm from. That's just how we get into yeah, arguments. And when he comes on and tells Bear Bryant stories, it's, yeah, like, it's look, the greatest we thing. We got love for Timmy B, even though he is wrong about Cincinnati, and yeah. we're going to find out, and we will have him back, just like Abe Lincoln. Do we do we hear back from him yet? It's coming on Thursday. Okay, good. All right, Glad y'all reached out. Last one. Here's the last question. Dakota Blackburn, hashtag Ask Boy, and he says, what were the traits that would make you stand on the table for recruit? And on the flip side, what were the traits that made you stay clear of a recruit? Well, it's pretty simple. How good are they? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, you know what? Here's the thing. You have you, – you, and a lot of these, these reports that get done with staffs – so when they're grading these recruits, it typically goes from the area coach, which is a position coach, to maybe uh, their position coach. Because, again, guys, D-line coach just doesn't go recruit D-line, and that's not how that works. Hey, got a wide receiver, uh, going to grade him, really good player. The things that I looked at outside, let's take off being a really good player. Because that's, that's obvious, especially when you get to higher levels. All right, you got to be able to do it athletically. But if that's in the bag and we're looking at the other things, number one is how do you treat people? How do you treat people? How do you play when it's not going good? That's why game tape is way more valuable than highlight tapes will ever be. How are you playing if you're a receiver and you're not getting the ball and you got a block and you're down 20? Are you really trying to go get it or are you putting your head down and just kind of coming off the ball, whatever happens, happens? Next thing, grades. How responsible are you? How accountable are you? And I'm not talking about There's guys that I've seen that have no family behind them that handle their business 
like adults mm-hmm. in the classroom. There's guys I've seen that have a ton of support behind them that do nothing in the classroom, expect everything to get done for them. So to me, it's your grades. It's how do you treat people? And can I count on you when it matters the most? I'm not saying, do you have to gain 20 pounds? We can do that. Do you have to lose 20 pounds? You can do that. But do I, can I look at you when it's fourth and one, when it comes time and I can trust in this guy? That's what I want to know. And you only find that out by building relationships. The best recruiters are the guys that build relationships that are outside of the realm of football. And you hear it all the time. Well, this, you know, coach called me, coach Etheridge called me, and, and man, we just talk about life. That's important. You get to know. You got to know what makes each other laugh. You got to know what makes each other cry. So it's those intangibles. It's accountability to me. Yeah. And when you blend great athleticism with accountability you get stars the best players want to be responsible the best players want to be coached hard the players that typically people think T.O. is a crazy person nobody worked harder than T.O. Michael Irvin people think, think he's crazy he worked as hard as anybody so there's different ways to look at it. You never want to put everybody in one basket because everybody's circumstance is different. But outside of athleticism, accountability, grades, and can I count on you? Can I count to not get me fired? Mm-hmm. But speaking of that, did Kent State just score again? 14-7. Wow. Man, it's a fun house over there in, mm-hmm. in, in uh, Boise. But, uh, no, we appreciate you guys. Ooh, I have the over. You do. I got Kent State. I got Kent State three and a half. I got Kent State TTP over 27 and a half, and they got 14. What, in the first? Listen, after watching uh, some of this. 7 in the first quarter. Overs looking good, boys. Okay, well, we've seen this. Old, we old saw Dominion this movie yesterday. yesterday. And yeah. then went Drew Barrymore from 51st States and just forgot. <laughs> it's like every drive, they're like, wait, where are we? Like 10 second Tom. But no, we appreciate you guys. Make sure you subscribe to the volume. Turn those notifications on. Uh, great show today. Bryce Young, thank you. Grant Morgan, thank you. The Booster Club, as usual, thank you. We'll be back. And like Cincinnati's running the playoff after this first game. We're going, going, gone. The the Jane Boy Show is produced by David Cohn, associate producer, Blaine Crane, audio engineer, Faison Sharif, executive producers, Jake Crane, Vince Thompson, Steve Chamberlain, and David Cohn, voiceover announcer, Mark Aston. Please subscribe to The Volume on YouTube, where you can catch us live weekdays at 3 p.m. Win the water cooler with The Jane Boy Show. The Volume. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 